This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What is up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic, all the way over there, relegated to his bathroom in the basement. The only room his wife lets him do our podcast from. Barry. It's by choice, motherfucker. (laughs) No, it's not. It is. That's a lie. This is season two, episode... 37. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Russ from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? How about that, Barry? I think it's a little too much for me. I am raising it every week. You know, that's becoming a thing, the what is up, Barry motherfucking D. Yeah, I think it's good on its own. I don't think you have to add all the affect to it. It's fucking added, dude. All right, what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Axe? How are you? You're like, what's up? What am I going to call you today? Craig or Axe? <laughs> right. Some people call me Axe. I got to lay that in there because people don't even know. They think there's a third fucking person. In yeah, this I, show. Know. <laughs> I know. All right. We got uh, not a lot to talk about tonight, but we're going to do it anyway, Barry. And a little later on, we got a very special interview with Frank's groin. Frank Nilakina's groin? Frank Nilakina's sore groin. That's an exclusive. He's been a pain in all of our asses lately. Mm. Or groins. And uh, yeah, he's going to be here. In the studio with me. It's too bad you're not going to meet him. It's all right. It's it's on the phone. Anyway, Barry, you went to the Clippers game this past Sunday? That was your second? I went to the Clippers game on Sunday. For some reason, you decided to buy tickets to take me to the jazz game and then you went to the clippers game with who your your cousin yeah so those those pair of tickets were a gift for me oh they were a gift Um, yes i I was gonna say because what are you what are you doing spending all this time at the games at this point of the season i still enjoy the games man i'm gonna watch them anyway might as well watch them there especially if i don't have to buy the ticket but dude it it was a packed house i mean i don't care if you tell me it's corporate seats or not the place was filled up and it just like reinstalled or reinstilled in me the fan base that we have when like, you know, it's tied in the fourth quarter with the worst team in the NBA and the garden is going nuts. They're loud. They're chanting defense. I mean, they're into the games. It's, hey, there's nothing like Knicks fans, man. Any other team in the country. I mean, first of all, at this point in the season with the record they have, the seats would be empty. They wouldn't give right. a shit. 
But I'm telling you, when this team is good, and you know, oh. knock on wood that you know, maybe that'll start happening next year. But when this team is good, I mean, that building's gonna gonna fall down. It's gonna get so loud in there. It's gonna be great. Yeah, we've been there. Have you been to those games when they were? I have. I have. We don't even. I don't even remember what that was like. Like I can't even imagine how loud it's going to be when I don't whenever we are good 10 years from now 20 years from now at some yeah, point we'll be fucking good there's a difference cheering and getting really loud like wow we're actually going to get a w to like wow we're actually going to you know advance in the playoffs it's a huge different type of intensity right it's one for the, the regular season and then the playoffs oh god dude i mean i remember that pl- place pretty much shaking yeah Right. Well, will anything funny happen in that game? Or your seats were good? Yeah, seats were great, actually. Seats were great, you know, down in the lower section. It was awesome. But no, nothing uh, nothing funny happened. <laughs> what funny is going to happen? I don't, I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, you know, we know what happened that was funny? Frank Nilakina played for six minutes and, uh, and then came out and didn't return again. That was our 12th loss in 13 games. Mm. We're nearing the end of the season, thank God, because we are fucking banged up. And there's almost no one to watch out there. Like you just said, Frank left. We'll talk to his groin a little later. Some news came out out about Dennis Smith Jr. today. Did you see this news? No, I hadn't heard. He had an MRI. Had an MRI on his back. He doesn't need surgery. But our 21-year-old point guard, the main piece that we got back in the Chris Dapps-Porzingis trade, has a couple of slip discs Okay, that he's pretty much going to have to keep an eye on for the rest of his life, probably. Right, right. So he just needs some rest. That's fine. I mean, I he's, saw, he's, well, not, he's not coming back this season. That's, yeah, that's, that's fine. I don't need him to come back this season. Noah Vaughn lays out. He's got something going on. What's he have going on? Dude... You know I saw something, but you know track. what? I didn't care. I didn't care so much. <laughs> he won't be here next year. Kevin Knox sprained that ankle in that Clippers game. Did did you have a heart attack when that happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean they showed it the replay a few times on the big screen. I mean it didn't look good, but you know those things. Like sometimes they look worse than they actually are, which it seems like that's what this was. You know, and sometimes they're they're really bad. So, you know, right? Sometimes they sometimes it looks really bad, and it's even worse. That's true, too. Like that ankle gets bent so far, and then suddenly it's eating into next season. But they say, Chris Eisman reported that he's probable, or probable or a, a maybe for Thursday's game against Denver. Yeah, Toronto. He's day-to-day. He's day-to-day. Day day. Day day. Day. Yeah. I was going to, I was thinking that we would do like a recap of Knox's year, thinking he was done for the year, but if he's back, there's no point. <laughs> Or should we just do it anyway? Yeah, we could talk about it. Let's fucking Why talk not? about it. Because I am... That's what we do. We evaluate, we observe, and we report to the people what we see. Right? <laughs> Is that how it works? Because everybody needs to know what we think. Dude, I am severely disappointed in Knox. Severely. Not severely. You know what? And I know he's 19... I'm not saying severely. Like, to agree with you, I'm repeating you, what you said right, right. severely. Okay. I am severely disappointed in the player that Knox is. Is that harsh? Uh, well, continue, and then we will 
either now, agree now, or he, disagree. Right. Now, hear me out. He's 19, so I understand we need to preach some patience, right? He's definitely shown flashes of promising games and stretches this season. He had that one month where he was the rookie of the month earlier in the season. And I know we have to be patient with him because he's 19. Dude, but I'm frustrated that we never seem to draft. I'm just frustrated by his 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 lack of fire. And we never seem to draft that like alpha male that dribbles the ball hard, goes down the lane hard. You know, I hate to admit it, but I just don't think I like Kevin Knox's style of play. He's just soft out there. And the way he just floats around and and he doesn't really move with a purpose. I want some guys on this fucking team that take charge and are going to be that alpha dog on the team. And I don't think Knox is that guy. He's... In my opinion, after watching this year, I know we have to be patient, but he's never going to be like the, the, the lead guy on a team or even the number two. Maybe he's a nice third option at some point. But do you see a leader in him, a star in him? Do you see any of that like fire or hunger inside of him? Any, because I don't see any all season long. Like at any point, I just want to see it. I've even seen that from Frank in his first two years him getting jacked up, him getting excited. And I don't see any of that from Knox. Have you ever seen any of that? Or does that concern you? It it doesn't concern me just yet, and I don't need him to be a number 1 on my team. That that's not that's not what we drafted him for. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you want your prospects to grow into that if they could? Of course. You know what you'd want a team full of players like that, but it's not it wasn't my intention. It wasn't my thought that that's what he was going to be. Now, you want to say he's got a ton of things he needs to work on as opposed to stuff that he's already got? Absolutely. But, I mean, so do most of the guys coming into this league. Uh, you know, th- 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 there's like three things, in my opinion, that, that are his biggest faults that, that he really needs to work on. The first thing is that this kid never looks to pass, ever. I mean, be assured, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's taking a shot. It, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter where he is on the floor. When he gets the ball, you, right? You, he's got it, he's got tunnel vision. He's either looking absolutely. down, taking it to the take, and he and he knows what he's going to do. He doesn't really adjust. He's either going to the basket or taking the shot. Right. I'm not looking for him to get you know four or five assists a game. That's that's not going to ever be his game. Okay. But I do want ball movement, and when it gets to him, it it stops. It's tunnel vision, just like you said. That so that that's my biggest gripe with him. Um, you know, you mentioned his strength or lack thereof. Um, he, he does drive to the basket a lot, but he ends up falling away from it and takes these off balance shots. You know, use whatever power you have, even if it's not there, but take it to the hole. Take it, take it straight up to the rim, rather. You know, because chances are, you know, one out of every two times you're going to get fouled. You're not getting to the free throw line enough for the amount of times that you do drive because you are falling away. Draw those fouls. Get yourself to the line. It's going to help your game. You know, those are the biggest things for me. You know, passing, getting to the free throw line, driving hard. You know, the the, the upside, if you want to take anything away, I, I, I like his three-point shooting. Um, and that's been on the upswing. But all year long, it's been up and down. But lately, it's been really good. You know, he usually knocks down that shot. I mean, look at look at this last month. 
everything's on the upswing. His, his points are right on his season average this month, but his field goal percentage is up to 42%, you know, which was down at like 37% for the year. His three-point percentage for the month of March is up to 46.7%. His turnovers are down. You know, this is basically the best month that he's had other than that month in December when he won Rookie of the Month. You know, so at least he's finishing strong. And, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens next year. But, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that start off this slow that, you know, they have glimpses of, of certain things you want them to grow in their game. You know, I, I love making the comparison because, you know, I wish it would actually come true, but I love making the comparison to Giannis, you know, who had, you know, very similar numbers, if not worse numbers than Knox at his rookie year. And I'm not saying this guy's going to turn into the Greek freak because he's a generational type player, but, you know, it just goes to show you don't know where the ceiling is for a lot of these guys. That is true. The other, the, the other thing that's disappointed me with Knox is this season, you know, we basically went into full rebuild mode, as we all know. And there have been a lot of injuries. And Knox has been relatively healthy, aside from towards the beginning of the season when he missed a bunch of games. But I'm just disappointed in the fact that he had the opportunity this year, even being 19, you know, to sort of do what he did in Summer League and be the focal point of the offense if he wanted to take it. Now, I don't know if it's Fizdale that sort of kept him from doing that or if it's Knox's... Knox just not being aggressive enough in that way. But if you remember in Summer League when we all fell in love with him, he brought the ball up the court. He he started at the top of the three-point line, took the ball to the hole. He was The ball was always in his hands, right? And he was the focal point of the offense. I don't know why this entire season he never became the focal point at any point. Like there's no one else to be that guy. And he had the opportunity to do it, but he sort of just at the side of the three-point line just waiting for the ball to be passed to him. Not he. The ball never really was run through. The offense was never really run through him. And that's disappointing me. I don't know if that's on Fisdale or if Knox isn't ready for something like that. But given like the lack of offensive players we have on this team, you would think he would have had more of an opportunity to do that at some point this season. Well, he's definitely gotten the minutes, you know. And, I mean, there's been a lot of games where he's had the field goal attempts, you know. It's just, um, you know, it's taken a long time to click. That's all, and which, which is going to happen with a 19-year-old. Right. He averaged the third most minutes on the team, 28.2 minutes a game. And most of them are very uneventful minutes. He's just got this aloofness. I don't want to keep ripping on Knox, but he's got this, like, aloofness about him. Well, that was like, the whole thing. I mean, that was the biggest thing on him coming into the draft. Right, was that you don't see the fire, you don't see the energy. There's times out on the court when he looks like he's just not giving it a hundred percent effort. You know, Stephen A. called him out on it in the interview that he had before the season. You know, all the uh, all the draft experts. You know, that's something that they had said. Um, I do. What I do like is the fact that he comes from an athletic family. You know, that stuff's ingrained in you from you know basically birth. You know about about work ethic and practice and you know focus and goals um and i do think that that goes a long way i think it gives him an edge um on a lot of other guys that don't have that type of background you know coming from kentucky like it basically he's basically you know groomed to be a professional athlete at this point so you know him you, you got to give you know a little bit more time that's all because you know you've got good seeds right there that you just got to water you got to let the sun come on and then just watch it grow.
Barrett, you know, that's a beautiful analogy there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too much. I felt like it was too much. Do you do a lot of planting? I don't. <laughs> Why, do I sound like I've got a green thumb based on my little uh, plant analogy? You know, I, you don't have to be that smart to know that plants need water and sunlight. My daughter knows that. She's in first grade. All right, and we would never, we'd never pretend you were actually smart, so. Well, that's good. Barry, did you know, let's test your intelligence. Do you know there's only one rookie in the NBA right now in the top 30 in the player efficiency rating? Just one. You know who that is? Mitchell Robinson? Mitchell Robinson. Boom. How amazing is that? Yeah. A second I mean, round pick. Oh. The only rookie in the NBA in the top 30 players in PER. I think it's at 21.93 right now, which is incredible for a dude who did not play at all last season. That is a guy that while Knox, I haven't seen enough growth from Knox this season. Mitchell, and we talk about it every fucking episode. Thank God for Mitchell Robinson. Because he's the only piece on this team that I'm genuinely excited about. The only one. He's number two in the league in blocks per game right now. Just past Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's sitting right behind him for, for a while now. I mean, over the last two months, he's averaged over three blocks a game. He's been he's incredible. His rebounding is up over the last two months. He's averaging over eight a game, you know, in February and March. Did you see that clip of him before in the pregame the other day, just standing behind Breed and Clyde, like wait, <laughs> pointing at the camera and pointing yes! at his Knicks logo? Dude, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, next year, this guy is going to be like Joel Embiid. I'm telling you, once he gets more confidence, and you see the confidence exuding already. I mean, people have been talking about in the locker room how he doesn't shut up anymore. Meanwhile, he was super quiet when he first got on the team. He is going to be, I mean, he's already, you know, doing the shh type of thing with his, uh, you know, finger over his lips to shush the crowd from time to time. This guy, in another year, look out because his personality is going to be as big as his wingspan. And I love his, his personality is fucking perfect. He, I am so excited about every facet of his game. Yeah, he's, and a, his, he's got a little crazy. And he's got a little bit of crazy in him. He's fucking nuts. He's like Kevin Garnett, but he's with us. Yeah. He's crazy. He's fun. He's fun. <laughs> That's the best thing <laughs> I can say about him. <laughs> and he's You're still right. only averaging 19 minutes a game on the year. You're right, dude. Is it's, that, it's, is that it's, it's starting... It, it's all starting to click for him in his head, like what he can be and how good he is out there. I mean, dude, he is the best shot blocker in the NBA right now. Right, right. Because Miles Turner is, is number one, but he plays like fucking oh. twice as many minutes as him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not even close. Look, I know, I know that you know he leads the Knicks in personal fouls per game, right? And I know that that's why he doesn't play the amount of minutes that we want him to. But do you realize how many other Knicks on this current roster do get more minutes than Robinson? You want to Everybody, take a guess? Everyone? Ten. There, there's ten. There's ten. <laughs> he's, he's the 11th guy, you know, as far as uh, minute tallies. I mean, Nilakina gets more minutes than Robinson. Kadeem Allen 
averages more minutes than Robinson. Mario I was just about Zonia. to ask how many minutes Kadeem Allen yeah. averages. Yeah, well, more more than Robinson. <laughs> you know, Zonia, it's really frustrating. Zonia averages more. I mean, this is our best player, right? We're, we're, we're all in agreement on that. You ask any any true Knicks fan right now, who's who's your favorite player on the Knicks? You know, Dude, you want to say favorite, Wesley you want to say best. Played, Wesley Matthews played two games and averaged more minutes than Mitchell Robinson. I know, I know. I didn't include him, you know, because he doesn't play for the Knicks currently. All right, guys, on the phone right now. Very special. Drum roll, Barry. Frank's groin. Frank's groin, how's it going? <laughs> Bonjour. Thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> there he is. Now, how do we know this is really Frank's groin? Is there like something you can do or, or, or share like just to prove that it's, that it's really Frank's groin and not just some other French groin? Oh, come on. I am the only groin. You know, when you think of defense, you think of defense. And who plays better defense than the Frank and myself? Of course, I am at the groin that you want to be speaking with. <laughs> All right, Frank's groin. Settle down. Last oh. year, Frank missed some games because you were so sore. Now, this season, again, your soreness has caused Frank to miss an entire two months. Then he just came back. And after just a game and a half... You are sore again. Can you explain all this soreness? Wee oui, wee oui, wee oui, wee. Oui. I uh, it's funny. Frank said the other day, "Oh, I pulled my groin. Felt so good. I pulled it one more time." <laughs> oh, 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 that's a groin joke. Uh, I say to people, "Come on, groin the club. <laughs> you know, groin the club." Oh, you crazy Americans! Here's the problem: young, good-looking French groin out in New York City. Of course, I'm here for the basketball, but there's many other distractions, you know? You have to have mind, body, and groin all in alignment. The groin needs to be happy so that the player is happy. And maybe, I admit, maybe I go overboard a little too much uh, American women and get a little sore, get pulled here or there, you know? It, it stinks to pull a groin, but uh, it stinks <laughs> even more to pull someone else's groin, you know what I'm saying? But maybe we have to, uh, me and Frank have a discussion, maybe we settle down a bit with the groin activities off the court. I admit, uh, this one is on me. I wanted to ask you, because the fans... There's a lot of fans who argue, who, who don't like Frank's offensive game, mm. right? He's got a lack of aggressiveness out there offensively. Yes, yes. Well, But does that, is that, how does that relate to his game off the court? Is he aggressive off the court? Is that why the groin's so sore? It's, it's funny because a lot of people say the French are so offensive, but I guess not on the court, eh? Am I right, fellas? Huh? <laughs> not so much with the offense. Uh, he is, uh, you know, we are uh, we are from Paris. We are lovers. We are very smooth. <laughs> we are aggressive in the bedroom. We are aggressive in the streets, in the nightclub, the discotheques. On the court, not so much, you know? It's a little more, uh, okay, you can, okay, maybe I'm open. I don't care, you know? We're not thinking about that. It's all about... It's all about after the game, when we see the women, that's when we really get aggressive. But maybe we work on that in off-season. You know, I hear many people complaining. So perhaps we put down the baguettes, we stop a French kissing the girls, and maybe we work on a little bit of uh, offense. But if you, like you, like you said, you're from Paris, France, you know, oh, oui, oui, you're oui. used to this. Why, why so sore now? Like, have you always been sore or why so sore now? You should have plenty of years of experience you know, with that groin. 
I think it's a combination of things. You know, I'm from Paris, the Eiffel Tower. Well, the other day I fell over. I, I fell over. <laughs> Pull at the groin. Everybody's groin get hurt now and then. And I think it's a little bit too much excess. The big city, the bright lights, you know. Paris is wonderful, but been there, done that. It's New York City. It's so exciting. So many exotic young ladies. So much dancing. I think I was maybe a little unprepared. I think I need to stretch a little more before, you know, before going out, before the games. Because uh, overworking the groin is a problem. And then you got to let it heal up good or it's no good for anyone, <laughs> especially me. Now, now I so, want you to come clean right now. Be honest. Mm. Are you really injured, or did somebody from the Knicks organization put you up to this just to to to, to come up with some bogus thing so they didn't have to play you? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm not one to uh, speak to the conspiracy theories, but uh, I will say a lot of people in NBA have uh, different fun nicknames. You know, the Greek freak. I want to be the French bench. You know, I want to ride the bench for a little bit and just enjoy things, you know, maybe not play so much, maybe not play so hard. Was I told maybe to sit down? Eh, eh, maybe, maybe. I cannot confirm nor deny how so severe the injury is. you yourself for the bedroom and the dance floor? In life, you must prioritize, you know. NBA is great. You make some money, you get in, you get out. But uh, you're only young for so long to get the American women. So it's all about the girls, 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 the Lady Marmalade. How many, how many girls this season, Frank Scroin? 328. 328. <laughs> 300. And how do, they how do the New York City women compare <laughs> to the French women? <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> French women, they are... Uh, they, they, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. They're pretty relaxed. In Europe, we're a bit more open sexually. Everyone is up to things. But in New York, all oh, the girls, they are magnificent. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing, kissing? We, oui, we. Oui. <laughs> practice, always practicing. So let's say you get back on the court this season. There's only eight games left. I don't even know if you want to get back on the court the way you're talking, but... It, Are you going to take any precautions to avoid any of this groin soreness? I think number one priority is to uh, sit back a little bit and heal up properly. You rush in with a bad groin, you're asking for trouble. So heal up number one, then maybe come back for a few games at the end of the season. At this point, you know, the season's almost over. Am I right? Who are we kidding here, huh? We're all friends. It's not that big a deal. This Maybe next season... Come in, in the offseason, going to do a lot of groin training, a lot of weightlifting with the groin only. So we'll be a bigger, badder, faster, more aggressive groin than anyone has ever seen there before. (laughs) Frank's groin, how have you been dealing with all this publicity? I mean, forget about coming on our our podcast, but you've been the talk of the town lately. You're coming up in the press conferences. They want to talk about you. Everybody wants to know your current situation. But it's obvious the Frank stands don't like you because you're keeping Frank off the court. How are you dealing with all that pressure? Well, it is a, a, how you say, double-edged sword. I love the publicity. I love the photos. You know, usually people take the microphone to the face. Now people put the mic in the groin. They want to hear from me. So <laughs> it's nice to get a little bit of attention. You know, the women love me, but now the media love me. At the same time, I think of it as I'm, a, I'm like a shield. I take the heat off of Frank. You don't yell at him. You don't worry about him, no offense, him, no good, him, no playing. Look at me. Blame me. I'll take it because I'm tough. I've got tough skin. Hey, being a groin, you got to be tough unless you're always getting pulled and stretched like I am. But I'm toughening up anyway. It's <laughs> yeah, all part of the tough. game. 
well, you know, I'm tough in the right way. But sometimes, you know, you get an ouchie. You got to sit down, you know? Put an ice pack on. Let's not get crazy. You're a bit of a pussy, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, is that the groin joke? Because <laughs> it should be. <laughs> all right, Barry, you got anything else for Frank's groin? That's all I got. Frank's groin, are you uh, nervous at all about maybe Kyrie and KD coming next season and, you know, taking away some of the ladies of New York from you? Well, that's a very tall order for anyone to take the ladies away from me. Remember, I'm a French. Women cannot resist my sexy French accent. But I think it would be great to have two other wingmen groins, also famous, also popular. The things the three of us could do. (laughs) Be careful, New York City. Hide your daughters, hide your wives. If it happens. (laughs) Okay, Frank's groin. Oh, merci beaucoup. It was my pleasure. Thank you for chatting with me. I will send you both some fresh baguettes. Bye, Frank's groin. Arrivederci. Thank you again. Merci, merci. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Au revoir. I'm in New York. I speak every language. I speak the language of love. Sayonara. Adios. And goodbye, a hard Nick's alive. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Frank's groin. All right, guys, just so you know, um, about a minute ago, we were 47 fucking minutes into recording the podcast. And uh, fucking Barry over there, for like the seventh week in a row... He had another fucking technical difficulty, and he didn't realize it. I was recording for the entire 47 minutes, and we were about to wrap up the show. We, were, we had all this great shit. Barry's right now is his head in his fucking hands, all right? We had all this great stuff. We were Fuck. yelling at each other. Oh, there he is. We were yelling at each other. Barry, are you sure you're still recording right now? Yeah, I'm recording now. Because 47 minutes into the show, we do all the fucking voicemails. We're about to wrap it up. Barry fucking looks at his wire and it's popped out of his fucking mic. And we lost like 25 minutes of content. Good content. Great content. I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> and here we are recording the second part. And you know what, Barry? I'm sorry, but we're not redoing all that shit. We'll do the voicemails again. We'll do the ad again because I don't know if that even made it. Oh, Jesus Christ. This fucking sucks. I have to be honest. I can't believe this hasn't happened earlier than this. Like you went a long time with your this like. This has never happened. This has never happened where we recorded a podcast <laughs> and then like the, the, the audio wasn't there. <laughs> and that's always my Fuck. fear every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Dude, it's. Oh, God, I hate this. Barry was. I mean, I've never seen you like this, dude. You were. Did we, we didn't record anything that was that amazing. It, it was, it was, it was, it was, I thought it was a good show. You were getting under my skin. You know, well, Barry, and, you're and, fucking, and whenever I get a chance say to it, yell at you, I, I enjoy that. Well, now I get to yell at you. Oh my God. Fucking believable. Could you fucking tape your wires in so they don't fall? What are they doing falling out? Dude, I don't know. Of the what, mic. How does like that a, even happen? It wasn't even like out. Is some type of loose connection? I don't know. You know what I do, Barry? I occasionally look down at the fucking recording and just make sure it's picking up levels. Yeah. Maybe you I, could do that moving forward. Put it somewhere yeah, where you I could fucking, see it. I know, and I minimize that shit to clear up my screen. I, yeah, I should. I should. If I had it left open, I would have fucking seen that it stopped. Barry didn't have to go into work today until noon, so he's all excited because he. He prepared all these notes and things he could talk about. And guess what, Barry? 50% of that's just going into the garbage. I know. (laughs) 
No well, one will ever hear it. We, we can't we can't get back into it. Try to recreate no. the magic. We can't recreate. I don't even know what we talked about. Of course about. we can. Look, we're I'm totally a, out of a, the, a, we're totally out of the flow of the show right now. Aside Barry. from my technical difficulties, I'm a pro's pro. I can I can I can get myself back there. All right, guys. If you ever need to buy tickets to anything, use SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls pulls millions of tickets into one place. So you can find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. <laughs> There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the to the action. I can barely read this thing for great value. They'll get you closer to the action for great value. I use SeatGeek all the time. If I ever need to buy tickets to anything, what about you, Barry? All the time. <laughs> Our listeners can get $20 off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, use promo code HARDNIXLIFE, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life is an event and we have the tickets. All right, would you like to fucking redo anything that with that everyone missed? I just don't want to repeat something that we might have already done in that first exactly. 25 minutes. So what can we do? We're just going to have to go straight to fucking voicemails, Barry. Oh, my God. You realize how depressed that makes me? <laughs> you, you'll make up for it next week. Everyone's at least enjoying your how angry you are about this. I am. Might be better than what we did. I mean, I was harder on Nil Aquina tonight than I've ever been on him ever. Yeah, you guys. I wish you guys heard what I said about Nil Aquina. I was really hard, too. Is that true? No. <laughs> you were defending him. All right. Voicemails, Barry. Sorry, guys. But send your hate Barry's way. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. Axe and Barry, Stefan calling from New Paltz. Uh, Axe, happy belated birthday, my friend. Uh, just listened to the last episode. And... Um, Wanted to say happy birthday. Go Knicks. Um, Axe, I am with you 100%, man. I, too, would much rather have Zion than even KD. I want Zion so bad on our team next year. Um, I am really hoping that if the Knicks don't get the number one pick, uh, they use some of those future first-round picks that Dallas gave us to essentially get the first round pick if we don't have it, maybe use some of the future firsts to trade, uh, I guess trade down or trade up. I don't know. Trade for the number one pick. Um, season cannot end soon enough, gentlemen. It's been really tough, especially with Frank out. Oh, not much, to, <laughs> not much to be excited about other than Mitchell Robinson, who's, uh, quickly becoming my favorite player in the NBA. Um, Love the show, guys. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this last little piece. Uh, I was walking into work Saturday morning, and uh, right as I was walking in, uh, the general manager stopped me. He was like, hey, Stefan, uh, how's it going? And I looked at him, and I said, Chris, it's a hard-knit life. It's like deja vu, Barry. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Stefan, but, but uh, no, whoever gets that first pick, in the draft is not trading the opportunity to get a player like Zion Williamson away. I don't care if we have the second pick, the third pick, whoever gets that first pick, there's no shot in hell. They're trading Zion away. Especially for anything the Knicks have to offer. <laughs> That's exactly what you said the first time around. <laughs> so I would give up on that dude. If we don't get the first pick, we're not, prying it away from anyone's hands he's a generational talent 
LeBron, Anthony Davis, these guys that come out very rarely enter the NBA and immediately have an impact and change an entire franchise. Zion is one of those guys. He's head and shoulders better than anyone else in that draft. It's not even close. Barry is still so fucking angry about fucking up half of this podcast. I'm fuming. I'm fuming. <laughs> you're going to have to pull yourself fucking out of it, Barry. You got to pull it together because I need you by my side here. You can't just sit there sulking. I'm here. It's a hard Nick's life, okay? We're used to disappointment. <laughs> it's like, grow the fuck up and act like a fucking Knicks fan, Barry. All right, you've seen worse. Dude, Justin from the Bronx called. He's the dude who uh, we met at the Knicks viewing party, crumpled up that sticker. Sure. <laughs> Pull yourself out of it, dude. For real. What's up, fellas? It's me, Justin from the Bronx. And I want to just clear some things up with you guys. I'm sorry for crunching up the sticker thing. It was a cool last sticker, and I loved it. It was fucking amazing. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, Craig, a.k.a. Axe, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, man. I know by the time you get this email, uh, this voicemail, it's going to be like, oh, man, you're so late. But still, better late than never. So you guys are awesome. Keep doing your thing. And, yes, that's cool. But I wanted to touch on one thing. All right, here's the thing that's been bothering me, all right, and, and it's really, really eating at me. I want y'all to talk about this. What if Kevin Durant goes to the Nets? Like, like, what if, like, are, are you guys prepared to see, like, Kevin Durant pull the the second most bitch move of the century and throw on a Brooklyn Nets jersey? Like, it's like rocking fake polo or, like, just generic brand clothes. That's what a Nets jersey is, man. And it's like, if he, if he was a dude, you know what? I'm getting I'm carried away. You guys, you guys are awesome. Keep doing your thing. And let's talk about it. Because it is a hard Knicks life. It's a fucking hard Knicks life, man. If Kevin Durant goes to the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn fucking Nets over the New York Knicks, it's the biggest mistake of his fucking life. Because guess what? He's, that's essentially not even playing in New York City. It's nowhere near the same experience. You want to play in front of a bunch of new, casual, fake-ass fans, you go play for the Brooklyn Nets, right? They started off in Jersey. Now they're in Brooklyn. They don't have a real fan base that's been with them for years. They've got like a few thousand New Jersey Nets fans and a couple of fucking hipsters over in Brooklyn who watch them because it's cheaper to sit front row at Brooklyn than it is at Madison Square Garden, the fucking Mecca. It's not the same. Justin's right. If Kevin Durant goes to the Brooklyn Nets, that is a bitch move. Because you know what? That's him coming to New York City to experience New York City, but not taking it full on. That's half on. That's fucking fake polo, Barry. <laughs> and I've never used that before, but now I will. Look, I'm going to be really upset if KD doesn't come to the Knicks, but I don't think I'm going to be any more upset if he goes to Brooklyn than if he went to the Lakers or the Clippers or any other team. I know a lot of Knicks fans will be, you know, which I, I, I don't get, you know. It's going to bother me no matter where he goes. Not anymore that he's going to the Nets. All right, I apologize, guys. Barry's still trying to pull himself out of this fucking funk. Ugh. And I can tell. <laughs> he's, got, he's lost all, he's, all the energy's oh been zapped God. out of him. Let's get that energy back, Barry. Here you go. Your favorite. Oh, yeah, Macho Man checking in. I just want to go on record with you. Hear that rumor. I did not drop a flying elbow on Frank Nelikina's growing. Oh, no. 
I did not do that. It's a hard next life. Ooh, yeah. Are we sure that this is the same guy every week? Because every... Wait, what did he say? <laughs> his, his fucking macho man. You know what? I've been listening to that voicemail for days now, and I could not <laughs> figure out what he said until just now for the first time. Oh, I don't really? know why. You Dude, had to walk had away the, from it for a little bit. And then, I've had this phone like pushed up against my ear trying to listen to this voicemail. Right, he said, I want to clear up the rumors. I did... I think something like, I did not drop a flying elbow on Frank Nilakina's groin. Oh. Which isn't even worth, I mean, what? Is that like insider macho man? Is that a macho man move? Yeah, maybe come, he went up to the top ropes and jumped off and came down with the elbow. I don't know. All right, dude. Crossfly paper called in. Yo, what's good? Craig and Barry. It's Crossfly paper calling in from Miami. Man, I wanted to give a birthday shout out to Craig, belated that is. Yeah, you got to blame Steven Jackson for that one, man. Sorry, I missed it. But you know what I'm saying? True story. <laughs> After he just Clyde, I kind of went a little nuts on his his Twitter mentions, man. And Mr. Tough Guy, Steven Jackson, reported me. He got me banned from Twitter for seven days exactly. But you know what? Steven Jackson could suck my ball sack, man. I don't care about that dude. He's a fake guy. But once again, man, happy birthday, Craig. Sorry I missed it. You know what I mean? Thanks for keeping us laughing during this you know, terrible, terrible season. I appreciate you guys, Craig and Barry. Season's almost over, man. Oh, man. Anyway, last thing is <laughs> I think Frank's done. I'm going to support him wherever he goes. Unlike that other guy, the unicorn ball, fuck him. But I'm going to support Frank. I think he's done in New York, though, man. And that, that's a little disheartening, but just going to have to deal with it. Anyway, fellas, keep up the good work. Fuck Steven Jackson. Go next. I'm on my way to Michael's to buy some material and make my signs. Welcome KD, Kyrie, and Zion to the Knicks. Don't laugh. I'm hopeful. Stay up, fellas. It's a hard next life. My man. Crossfly paper. Going to Michael's art store. <laughs> to start making up some signs. He's hopeful, Barry. Yeah. There's hope in a season that will go down likely as the worst season in Nick's history. There's hope. And Barry, just want to say one thing for fucking up the recording tonight. You can suck my ball sack. All right, suck it. Suck my ball sack. Can I get any fucking response out of no, you or anything? I, I'm not going to respond to that. You're done. No. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the fucking show. Barry ruined the whole thing. You can thank him for that on Twitter. His Twitter is at Barry Dworkin. You follow me on Twitter at Life. Reach out to us on email. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can fucking call us and tell Barry how fucking stupid he is for losing 20 minutes of great content from the show tonight. Give him the number, Barry. Barry, by the way, are you still fucking recording? Is that wire still in the mic? Yeah, it's still recording. Okay, give him the fucking number. 516-33-MESH-1. You got the upcoming schedule, or are you just done? You, 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 you're zoned out? You're Thursday out. night, <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> Saturday night, Miami. Great. You can subscribe to our podcast... On iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Please leave us some positive reviews and subscribe. 
All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard. It really is. It, it is hard. <laughs> it's a hard next life, man, when your shit don't fucking go right and you fucking have a great podcast recorded and 30 minutes of it is gone into the thin air, wiped. You don't even want to try to redo it because you know you can't duplicate it. It's going to be hard for me to get to sleep tonight. I'm really pissed off. I feel bad for our listeners. I feel like I let them down. I feel like I let you down. I let myself down. You know, once a week we do these things and I can't believe it didn't fucking go right. Sorry. Hard next life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. Half a podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.